get this done, Daniel, and then you can wish happy birthday to Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the intro music. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the We Can Do Better podcast. Welcome back to the quarantine machine. This is scene 21. I can't believe we've made it to 21 episodes. That is ridiculous. I am Thomas the Jet Martinez, joined alongside Daniel the Dragon Rauschwerger via Skype. Now, there's a lot to talk about today. I mean... (laughs) I mean, there's so much sports going on. Actually, though, compared to the rest of this pandemic experience that we've gone through so far, we have sports this weekend. Daniel, the Bundesliga, back tomorrow morning. And how about about some NASCAR coming back on Sunday? Yeah, Thomas, that was... uh... That was really good. Um, thank you for that. You know, most people don't know how to do a good car impression. And uh, when they don't, I say, you know who you should talk to? You should talk to Thomas the Jet Martinez. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering how to make a car sound, you just heard it. You're welcome. Yes, the Bundesliga is coming back. And we're so excited. You know, you got teams like Hoffer, uh, Hoffenheim versus Hertha. You got... You know, Dortmund versus Schlachel and, uh, you know, Dusseldorf. I mean, come on. How can you not love Dusseldorf? Thomas, out of these games, which one are you keeping your eye on? Daniel, I think I speak for the majority of the population when I say that the matchup between Eintracht Frankfurt and Mönchengladbach at 12.30 p.m. tomorrow is going to be huge. In the race to a Champions League spot for a Champions League, that's probably not going to happen next season. But Monken Gladbach, fourth place right now in the table. They need to keep that spot if they want to make it to the Champions League. But Daniel, watch out for Bayer Leverkusen. Watch out for them because they are one point behind. Hey, this is a tight race. Bayern at 55 points. How about the fifth place team at 47 points? Eight point difference. It is tight as nails. I'm excited. Wow. Wow. Big one. Tight as nails. Look at that. Thomas wheeling away from his mic with his hands up like a boss. Wow. When was the last time people used that phrase? Like a boss, right? Yeah. Monken Gladbach is definitely the team that I'm looking for. Like you said, they're in fourth place. I think they're going to keep it. I think they're going to do very well. You know, they've gotten a lot of rest. I talked to their uh, to their manager, and, uh, you know, he said, you know, our guys are feeling really refreshed. You know, uh, they're excited to play. Not a lot of sports has been going on, so they're looking to perform. And we all said this in German on the phone a couple days ago. So no need to fear. Monken Gladbach is here. Uh, With that being said, Thomas, I know you're really excited for NASCAR. It's one of the sports that got you into sports, right? This is what you tell me. This is what you tell people. It's the first thing you say when you meet somebody. How excited are you? Daniel, 
not only are they coming back to NASCAR, they're coming back to the grand old lady. They are racing at Darlington Raceway this weekend. One of the most iconic venues in the sport. When you talk about iconic tracks in NASCAR, you think of the Daytona International Speedway, Talladega, Martinsville, and you think of Darlington. I mean, what better of a backdrop for the sport to return is there than Darlington Raceway? I don't know, Daniel, but I will say this. A lot of people this weekend are going to understand why NASCAR is such a great sport. Daniel, there's nothing like Darlington, and there's nobody like Chase Elliott. Listen, there's a lot of people who could win this first race back. I mean, we cannot discount Jimmy Johnson, Mr. Five-Time, somebody that we've talked about in previous episodes. Chase Elliott, though, you know, infamously took over the number 24 of Jeff Gordon, now driving the number nine that his dad, Bill Elliott, made famous. Last year at Darlington, Daniel, Elliott, he briefly had the lead. He finished 19th, though. But when you drive for Hendrick Motorsports, and when you have that iconic name and you have some of the best mechanics in the sport and you're as good of a driver as Chase Elliott is, there's no reason to believe that he won't be sitting in victory lane tomorrow. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look at the look at the car that he's driving. Look at the number that he wears on his car. Number nine, you know who else wears number nine? Drew Brees. You know what Drew Brees is? Drew Brees is a winner, Super Bowl champion, an all-time leader in touchdowns thrown. Touchdown gives you points. Points means that you get to win games. Daniel. And Jake Elliott? Jake Elliott? Come on. Listen, in my rule book, you can't be a good NASCAR driver. You can't be an all-time great NASCAR driver, in my opinion, unless you have two first names. Jake Elliott, boom, two great first names. They work together. Jimmy Johnson. Johnson isn't a first name, but there's an exception if it's an alliteration. Jake Elliott, boom, great driver, great number. I think he's going to do very well as well. Daniel, I don't agree. I do think that Chase... Chase Elliott will win the race. But listen, that whole spiel of yours gave me an idea. <laughs> I'm going to name my child Johnson Martinez. I am having a very bad day. I am in no mood. This today is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. All right, what's up, guys? So, We Can Do Better is an amazing podcast that helps you learn about sports in the easiest way possible. You've seen me surprise my co-anger with absurd rants. So please, if you ever want to hear about our lives as sports fans, click the link in our bio on Instagram and Twitter at WCDBpod and use promo code THOMAS to get $20 off your first purchase. Just kidding. We don't have sponsors. We're going to take it a break there. <laughs> <laughs> I just let you go. Why? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All right. Fuck. <laughs> we are back here on the quarantine machine brought to you by Advanced Auto Parts. On this main topic of today's episode, Daniel and I are going to talk about something that is so important to sports. We're going to talk about our favorite stadiums by sport. So we're going to talk about baseball, basketball, NFL, 
college football, and soccer. So this isn't going to be a traditional top five list. We're going to go sport by sport. And listen, I understand. Oh, you guys are still doing a podcast. I did this last episode. I'm going to do it again. You did a podcast with no sports on. Well, you know what? We're going to continue. Listen, society could be collapsing. The United States government can be collapsing. There could be nuclear war going on across the world. But one thing that you know for sure is that you will get a new episode of the We Can Do Better podcast. So, Daniel, starting off, we got to take it to America's pastime, a legendary sport, the sport that came before all sports in America in terms of popularity. That's right, baseball, your favorite baseball, Major League Baseball Stadium. My favorite Major League Baseball Stadium. Thank you for asking, Thomas. You know, I don't watch a lot of baseball. I recently have been thinking, hey, maybe I should get into baseball, maybe watch some uh, Korean baseball. And then I say, you know, who am I kidding? I'm not watching Korean baseball. But if there's a park that I would like to go to, I got to take it across the country to one of my favorite states of California. And I got to visit the San Diego Padres Petco Park. I mean, it's beautiful. It's insane. You're looking at the one, the the, the view that you get. I mean, you're looking over that city, right? You got that perfect diamond shape like all baseball parks do. But more so, it's the feel of it, right? Like, I want to see that park. I'm like, I want to go there. I want to watch a game. Like, the Padres could lose for all I care. But just, like, I want to sit in the seats and, you know, yell out, ah, strike, ah, you suck, kid, get out of here, you know? Yeah, I don't watch a lot of baseball. Thomas, I know you love (laughs) baseball parks, so please... Take us away. Daniel, when I was a little kid, I used to have books of baseball stadiums. I've legitimately been preparing for this moment for years. My favorite Major League Baseball stadium, and the answer has been the same for as long as I can remember. They recently changed the name of this beautiful gem. It's now Oracle Park. As you and I know it, AT&T Park, home of the San Francisco Giants. You know, Daniel, my family and I, we had the privilege and the opportunity to come to this gem of a stadium in 2017. Now, this was during the sellout streak of the Giants that lasted for, I don't know, at least over five years. And there's many reasons why this stadium is my favorite. First of all, I mean, you have the iconic Coca-Cola bottle and the huge glove, the huge mitt in left center field. Then you have McCovey Cove in right field. I mean, what's cooler than hitting a home run into the water and having people sit in canoes and try to chase after that ball after it lands there? I don't know, Daniel. Also, this stadium, best food I've ever had at a Major League Baseball stadium. So many options. I mean, they had Giardelli's ice cream because, you know, it's San Francisco. That's their thing. That's their shtick. They also had some great garlic fries. Oh, never forget it. I can't wait to go back. Daniel, from baseball to basketball, your favorite sport. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot to get to here. I I mean, I can't imagine how great your answer is going to be. Yeah, uh, Thomas, basketball is my favorite sport. You know, it wasn't the first sport that I really fell in love with. My first sport that I fell in love with was football. But, you know, I then saw basketball walking across the street. And, you know, some people say, they think that love and first sight is a real thing, and I'm one to testify for them that, you know, love at first sight is a thing. 
you know, I was with football for a while and things just weren't going as great once I saw basketball because I knew that's where my heart belonged. So yes, to put it at short, basketball is my favorite sport. And when it comes down to my favorite arena, you know, I don't, I love the AAA. I love where the Heat play. It's also the only basketball arena, NBA basketball arena that I've ever gone to. But there's just nothing that, that really separates many arenas. However, there is one moment. There is one moment in time that happens every so often, and it's called the Carrier Classic. What is the Carrier Classic, you may ask? Well, it's a basketball game that's on a carrier. What's a carrier? Well, it's a certain carrier. It's called the USS Carl Vincent. And in this game, two basketball teams, collegiate basketball teams, will go on to a naval carrier, and they will play basketball on a ship. Are you kidding me? You want to talk about something that's going to separate all the other basketball arenas from each other? You talk about the Carrier Classic played on the USS Carl Vinson. UNC played there. You, really? Are you kidding me? You got North Carolina to play on the USS Carl Vinson? Sign me up. I'm there. I'm buying tickets for that game. Count me in. Also, Barack Obama went to that game. Fun fact, like Thomas pointed out to me before we started the show, it's the Carrier Classic on the USS Carl Vinson. Thomas, what's your basketball arena? Daniel, when I think of the second best basketball team in the ACC, I think of the Duke Blue Devils. Of course, after the Florida State Seminoles, and there's a large gap between those two teams. But I will give credit where credit is due. The Cameron Indoor Stadium is one of the iconic sporting venues in America, and it looks like a high school gym. You know, It's very small. It doesn't look like a traditional basketball arena, and that's why I love it. You know, all basketball arenas tend to have that same formulaic design, but not this one. Because this one, Daniel, it's designed like a glorified Miami Palmetto Senior High School gym. But it's not about the look, Daniel. It's about the people inside of it. And when you create such a fire hazard, putting thousands upon thousands of students who, you know, might end up being the future leaders of America and putting them side by side to cheer on a team that you know may be giving improper benefits to its players and uh, breaking NCAA guidelines that that aren't recognized because their coach is the legendary Coach K. That's what you can expect when you go to the Cameron Indoor Stadium. Listen, it's a stadium that when I think of it, Daniel, I think of Reggie Johnson, former iconic Miami Hurricanes basketball player who infamously dropped 27 points and 12 rebounds to beat the Duke Blue Devils in overtime at Cameron Indoor Stadium. So a lot of memories at this arena too. And it just, when you think of college basketball, you think of the USS Carl Vinson and you think of Cameron Indoor Stadium. Daniel, man, I feel like the words were just flowing off of my tongue there as if I was a poet. On to the next sport, the National Football League. Daniel, your favorite football stadium you know, Thomas, there's a lot of uh, football arenas, football stadiums in the United States of America. There's 32 teams in the National Football League, so there's technically 32 stadiums. And there may be some bias, right? Uh, maybe I like MetLife, you know, a Giants fan. I've been there. I've seen a game. But there has to be, my favorite of all time, there has to be a place that I want to go to. And that place is Lambeau Field in Wisconsin, in Green Bay. When would I like to go? In the peak of winter. Give me 
a snow day. Give me a negative 14 day at Lambeau Field, and I want to be right behind the goalpost so that when Aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown pass, Devontae Adams will jump into my arms, and I will slap his helmet and say, yeah, buddy, nice Lambeau leap. He's going to jump off. He's going to run back, sign the football with the Sharpie, say, this is for you, kiddo. Dream big. It's going to give me that football. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it in a glass case. Yeah. Lambeau Field, number one, right? Green Bay Packers, not better than the Giants. Debatable, my opinion. Thomas, I know there's a certain place, a certain city that you like a lot. It has pizza there. You like this type of pizza. So uh, how does this pizza relate to this football stadium? Daniel, when I think of Chicago, when I think of Chicago, I think of three things. I think of Loyola University and how my parents met there and started their lovely relationship and then built a family out of it. I also think of the pizza that you alluded to, deep dish pizza. I mean, there's no better pizza in the world. We've talked about it on this podcast. There's no debating that. And I think of Soldier Field. I think of Soldier Field. I think of one of the smallest stadiums in professional football, but arguably the most beautiful. The slogan for the stadium is that it's a stadium in a park because, you know, most American football stadiums, they have huge parking lots around them. They're usually in secluded locations. Soldier Field is the exception because it's in the middle of Chicago's downtown area. There's museums right by it. And there's no immediate parking that you could see around it because most of the parking is underground or people are walking to this stadium or taking public transportation. But this stadium, Daniel, it's called Soldier Field because like the USS, Carl Vincent, it's honoring our heroes who have represented this country. So Soldier Field, it's been through a lot. It was built in 1923. It was rebuilt in the early 2000s. And now it has its present look, home of Da Bears, Mike Ditka, so many greats there who've only won one Super Bowl. I mean, you want to talk about an overrated franchise? Look no further than the Chicago Bears. But the stadium is iconic, Daniel. I mean, when you think of iconic stadiums, you think of Lambeau and you think of Soldier Field, two rivals, Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers. One thing that these two stadiums and that these two franchises have in common is that both stadiums have 30-plus year season ticket waiting lists because of how big their fan bases are. I mean, you might ask, why not build a bigger stadium? I don't know, Daniel. I'm not the owner of the Bears, so please stop pestering me with these questions. On to the next sport, college football. Daniel, probably my favorite sport. I don't know about you. Uh, You're staring at me through the FaceTime right now. I'm sure you want to tell me what your favorite college football stadium is. Doe Campbell Stadium. That's it? Yeah, I got I to go with uh, Doe Campbell Stadium, you know. Listen, I grew up a Seminoles fan. We all know that. Oh, my gosh, Daniel is a Florida State fan. Oh, of course, he would say Doe Campbell Stadium. He goes to FSU, blah, blah, blah. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm, done, I'm done hearing it, okay? Doe Campbell Stadium is my favorite college stadium. It's the, it's the largest brick structure in the world next to the Great Wall of China. Are you kidding me? What other school has a stadium like that? What other school? I'll wait for it. Exactly. Nothing. None other. 
bleachers. You got bleachers. You got a beautiful field. That one time Thomas and I saw a very exclusive view of Doe Campbell Stadium. We won't say when or how we did it, but we had it. We had that view. It's beautiful. When the grass is perfectly green, when they're freshly painted on the field and it's empty, it's just amazing. And when it's packed, it's even better. You can feel it shaking. Thomas, our first FSU game, that was a letdown. I'm going to bring it up because it was a night out. When there's a night game in Tallahassee, Florida, in Doe Campbell Stadium, chills. Chills. That's all I got to say. You're right, Daniel. A quick thing that I want to add. I mean, our first season, we thought, wow, it can't get much worse than five and seven. Psych. For the Florida State Seminoles. How about six and seven the next year? How about a global pandemic and potentially not even having a season the next year? <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous how funny that is. Um, <laughs> but on to my favorite. No, not the pandemic part. The part that like we thought it couldn't get worse. And then oh, it yeah. somehow did. Like yeah. next year, the football team is going to disband. Anyways, um, on to my favorite college football stadium. The Miami Orange Bowl. Daniel, I used to have a poster of this stadium in my bedroom in Miami. As you know, as I will continue, continually add, I grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan. And just because I go to Florida State right now doesn't mean that my favorite stadium has changed. The Miami Orange Bowl, I never got to go to it. But maybe that's part of the reason why I like it so much. Because, you know, it's always like, a part of my imagination. Maybe maybe I'm making it seem better than it really is because I know that towards the end of the run there for the great stadium, there were pieces of concrete falling on people's heads. You know, there's just some disgusting stuff happening at this stadium that was rotting away. But it was an it was a magical experience. A lot of people say that going to a Miami FSU game at the Orange Bowl was like a religious experience because of how intense and how unparalleled the passion was Daniel, the stadium, it didn't look that special, but what is special about it is how many historical events took place at this venue. I mean, you want to talk about national championships after national championships, the most Super Bowls hosted by any venue. When you talk about U.S. President John F. Kennedy going to the stadium and delivering a hugely important political speech in the history of the city, Daniel, when you talk about FIU versus Miami, 2006, who's going to ever forget that fight that happened on the field that day? Daniel, it was huge. And then to top it all out, the University of Miami in their last game, in their temple, losing 48-0. to I mean, I don't know what more to add, Daniel. This place was special. We had a lot of wide rights there, a lot of wide lefts. A lot of things happen at this stadium, but from our game to the world's game, we got to take it to the real football, international football, soccer as it's known here stateside, Daniel, our favorite soccer stadiums. I think you have to go first here. So Thomas, you know, and I know, and everybody that knows me knows that I like soccer a lot. It's one of my favorite sports in the whole wide world, and when it comes down to one of my favorite sports and soccer, my favorite soccer stadium is actually a soccer city. That's actually the name of it. The arena is called Soccer City in South Africa. 
it is one of the best stadiums I've ever seen. Have I seen it? No. Have I seen pictures of it? No. Have I been there? No. But when you have a name like that, it is the epitome of soccer stadiums. It's Because we have discussed this before. Going to a soccer game is like going to a city. There's thousands of people there. You might as well name it a soccer city. And they thought of that, and they did it. All right, now hear me out. This Why this is my favorite soccer city is because I had a dream, and in that dream I was in an airplane. I look up, I look down, left and right, and then left again, then right again, and I see Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman tells me this. He goes, Daniel, here in the Dropbox, there's a Dropbox link. Go to that link. You're going to find a map, and you're going to find four digits. What you're going to do is you're going to follow that map, which will lead you over to Soccer City. You're going to jump out of this plane, dive down in the middle of Soccer City, dig in the center of the field until you hit a treasure chest. That treasure chest, you're going to punch in those four digits, and when you open it up, there's going to be $4 million in shekels. When you take those $4 million in shekels, there's going to be a phone. Call that phone. It'll reach me. A helicopter will pick you up, and that will be it. So, Thomas, I have a dream that one day... I will go to Soccer City, dig down, and find $4 million in shekels. That's why Soccer City is my favorite soccer arena. But, you know, besides that, I don't really <laughs> I don't know about soccer stadiums. Yeah. So um, how, about, how about you, dude? Wow. Daniel, it was May 12th, 2019. Me, my friend Shoria, my friend Carlos, we made the pilgrimage across the Rio Turia in Valencia. And... We went to the legendary stadium, the best stadium in La Liga. We went to La Mestalla, the oldest stadium in La Liga, Daniel, built in 1923. The really sad thing is that Valencia has been trying to build a new stadium for over 10 years called New Mestalla, but they're such a mess of a club, and, you know, they've almost gone bankrupt, you know, they've been in debt. And they've had an unfinished stadium in another part of the city for the last 10 years. But you go to this stadium and you realize why they should have never even started building that mistake to begin with, Daniel. This stadium, I mean, it's not the biggest stadium. It only holds around 50,000 people. But then you see what it looks like, Daniel. I'm going to show you right now because I have it on my laptop. You just see what it looks like. And you see that. Yeah, Wowza is right. You see that superimposing stand that iconic stand that has the iconic Valencia bat on it. Now you might be wondering, why is Valencia, why are they the bats? Daniel, there was a war once in the city in which the locals were about to lose until a bunch of bats came and gave diseases to the opposing people in the fight. So it's really interesting to be a fan of a team called the bats in this coronavirus time. But anyways, this stadium, is beautiful. I can't wait to visit it again. Hopefully hopefully we'll go one day. You know, we've been talking about potentially going to Spain in the future for spring break. That would be a good time. We would love to go to La Mestalla. Daniel, take it away. Happy birthday, Janet Jackson. You did it! We did it! Yes! <laughs>